Let's go to naysayer Andy in Eugene. Hey, naysayer Andy, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Hey, Lars. Thanks for having me on. Glad to uh, do it. First off, uh, what, what I disagree with you on is a couple of things you've said recently uh, that organic foods are a scam and they, the they Israel are. is our ally. No, they but are. I agree with you fully on the uh, immigration issue. Okay. What, which one? You, yeah. you came in as a naysayer. I'm curious. Do you, did you want to debate organic foods? Because I do that one all day long. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, so on the idea of it being uh, just as good or better to have the conventional farming methods, um, because of the cancer rates that are uh, associated with people using Roundup, I don't think that's a good idea to... Um, I think you've been reading too much of the wrong side. I think you've been reading too much of the wrong side of the web, because you're trying to suggest that somehow pesticides and herbicides, which are used on almost all food, organic food is a very small percentage of the country's food, that somehow anything bad that happens, like if cancer goes up, it isn't because people are living twice as long as they did 100 years ago. It's not because of other things they might have done, like, oh, I don't know, laying out in the sun and getting suntans at one point in your life, and then you find out you have skin cancer later on in your life. But you can, if you can blame the food, then you don't have to take, take responsibility. The point is that when even bodies like the United Nations, which I don't necessarily like the organization, but they've looked at orga- right. so-called organic food and regular farming, and they've said the food is the same quality, if not the organic food is of lower quality. And why is it of lower quality? Because produce that is produced without pesticides, without herbicides, and with all all that will frequently be bug-eaten, it will be bug-infested, it will have other flaws to it that are not present when you use conventional farming. And so if it's no more healthy and may in fact be less healthy and it costs a lot more to buy and somebody gets the higher price for a bag of apples or a bunch of corn simply by slapping the label organic on it. That's before we get to the part of the scam where the organic farmers said, we don't want to be held to this. If we, for economic reasons, need to use petrochemical fertilizers, we still want to call our stuff organic. And the government said, okay. Well, that, we, that sounds wrong. Well, it does, but that was you, written into the rules. That's in the rules. There are people who, oh, pour, who no, but there are people who say these are organic. And the criteria was, if the organic farmer says, gosh, I tried to do it full organic, we're always using a steer manure as fertilizer, but my apples now cost $10 a pound and they only sell for $3 a pound, so it's not economically feasible, the rules allow you to use a certain amount of fertilizer, a certain amount of pesticides and herbicides, and still call it organic. So... You know, wow, it, it's, I didn't actually know that. You know, have you ever, did, when you were a little kid, did your dad or mom ever tell you the story about Jack and the Beanstalk and the Magic Beans? Uh, I'm familiar with that story okay. somewhat, yeah. Yeah, now that, that actually did something. It grew a giant beanstalk and all the rest of that stuff, <laughs> right? But when, right. Somebody, when somebody at a place, you know, one of these organic supermarkets says, hey, Andy, we've got Magic Beans. And you say, what's magic about them? <laughs> say, we grew them organically. And you say, well, what's the difference? Now, if they were honest, they'd say they cost three times as much as regular beans and they're just they're no more nutritious. You'd say, well, that sounds like a scam. That's why I call organic food a scam. It's well, that sounds pretty slanted the way you're saying that, though. Well, it does. Can I, you, I don't can agree you, with can you, can you OK, I'll tell you what, said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. afford you the opportunity and you unslant that. If somebody says an organic bean is no more nutritious than an inorganic bean, but organic beans always cost dramatically more. I mean, walk into a store that sells both, and I shop in stores that sell both, 
and you walk over and you, you, you're standing in front of a bunch of apples. You start looking at them and going, oh, those look okay. And then you look down at the price and $7 or $6 a pound. You go, holy cow, I found myself in the organic section by accident. You move over about three well, steps. It's to the near that high for apples. Usually well, the prices are a little closer to the same. Than well, like in the summertime, like they can be closer to the same. But you tell me, is organic produce routinely much more expensive than conventional farm produce? Produce. I wouldn't say it's much more, but there's a little bit higher price, though. I've heard that the price of organics is gradually going down while the quality of the soil goes up, and it's the other way around. That's, that's not the that, that is, they lose nutrients from the soil. And have but to, uh, but you understand why it can't be the case. Andy, let me t- try it a different yes. way. Why do you suppose farmers use fertilizer? Uh, well, whether it's uh, compost or other natural based No, 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 no. Petrochemical uh, fertilizer. Andy, why do farmers, why did they f- start using petrochemical fertilizers? Uh, I believe it's because the minerals and other nutrients from the soil. You're missing treated. something, Andy. You've got a farm on one right, side right. of the road. I've got a farm on the other. And this is literally the truth. This is how they would sometimes illustrate it. They were, there would be a guy trying to sell the new fertilizers that had come out, and this is 60, 70, 80 years ago. Do you know what they do? They'd come out and they'd, they'd take a section of my farm and they'd say, hey, can we do this? We'll put fertilizer on this section. And I'd go out and about two months later, I'd be looking at my field of corn and there's a bunch of corn, you know, that along that strip that's four feet tall. And all the rest of the, the, the place that wasn't fertilized is three feet tall. And I'd look at that and I'd say, how the heck that corn gets so high? And the fertilizer guy would go, that's what the fertilizer does. He'd say, you grow more corn. You grow corn faster. You grow corn that's bigger. You grow more ears of corn. You more, grow more tons of corn. And I say, you mean if I put this on my whole field, I could grow twice as much corn as Andy? And he'd say, yep. And I'd say, and I'm, I'm farming, you know, Andy's farming 50 acres. I'm farming 50 acres. I'm getting twice as much corn as Andy's getting for the same amount of labor and effort and materials. And when I go to the, the elevator to sell my corn, you know, the grain elevator, I walk in, I walk out with a check and I got a big smile on my face and Andy's walking out with a check and he's looking at it going, I'm barely going to be able to pay my expenses with the check. And I'm over there smiling as I climb into my new pickup truck. That's why people use fertilizer. It's also why they use pesticides and herbicides. Now, when you tell me the price... You the story pretty well. Uh, well, I, okay, I'll tell you what. I will invite any farmer who wants to, organic or otherwise, to call in and tell me, oh, no, when you put fertilizer on the land, your corn grows the same as Andy's corn. Yeah, that doesn't use well, fertilizer. Whether it's uh, you know, chemical fertilizer or otherwise, either way, adding more nutrients to the soil does help plants grow better, absolutely. Okay. My issue with uh, the conventional produce, as it's typically called, although yeah. you know, before they started doing chemical fertilizers, organic methods were the convention. But my issue with it is more so the genetic modifications, because that is... Oh, you want to talk that way? Learn. Well, do, would you, do you think you would have eaten a tomato from two or 300 years ago? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Can I tell you? Can I yeah, describe? I, can I, tomatoes that are kind of weird shaped and have no, little no, no, stuff, no, no, but. no. The original tomatoes are, I think, from Chile or Peru, and they were nasty, hard, little, ugly things. Today, you take a big beefsteak tomato, you can pick it up, wash it off, stick it in your mouth, bite it like a like an apple, and it tastes delicious. That would not describe. Oh, yeah, I, I prefer Roman cherry tomatoes. But you, yeah, they are uh, how, delicious how, fruit today, probably more so than, than a couple hundred. How years, do you suppose they got selective breeding? Than but Andy, well, hold on. What do you think selective breeding is? 
Well, okay. Now that, that you bring up a point that a lot no, of what people do you, no, hold on, Andy. I'm going to hold you this. It's a form of genetic modification. But it is genetic modification. What do you however, think? However, it's not genetically engineering. It's not taking. Sure it is. Sure it is. Hold on. What do you, Andy? What do you call it when a farmer walks out and it and it applies to animals and it applies to plants? If the farmer walks out and he has one cow or you know, he's got five cows that look sickly, they they give very little milk every day, and he says, "God, those are terrible cows." And then he's got these other half dozen cows. And they're really That's good really not cows. not very well nourished then. Sorry to interrupt. Well, no, it might be that. Right. It might be just they're sickly. So he says, now, when I bring in this prize bull to breed these cows, which ones do I want calves from? The sickly-looking cows or the cows that are always pumping out more milk than you can handle? Well, clearly you'd want to do the healthy cows. Right. There's a book I'd recommend people look into if they have livestock. The, no, we're not uh, doing ads, for, we're not doing ads for books, but I appreciate that. Andy, great naysayer call. If we hadn't already handed out a large challenge coin this week, you'd get it for this week because we are giving out at least one a week to the best naysayer of the week, but we already had our best naysayer of the week. Back in just a moment. Your calls are welcome at 866-439-5277. Emails go to talk at LarsLarson.com.